Welcome to the Fit and Fulfilled Podcast. My name is Kushpu and I am your host. I am a mind-body manifesting coach and founder of the wellness consulting business, K-Way. I am committed to helping you tap into the infinite power you hold when it comes to intentionally creating a more abundant life that gets you jumping out of bed with excitement. Over here, we chat about all things mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual health to help you constantly manifest bigger and better for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee, bottle of kombucha, or a glass of wine, and let's chat. Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. My name is Kushpur and I'm your host. On this podcast, we chat about all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. And the whole crux of the show is for you to realize how powerful you are when it comes to creating the outcomes you actually want to be experiencing. No more hustling, chasing, trying to make things happen, but instead being super intentional with how you're showing up so that what shows up for you is actually in line with what you want for yourself and more importantly how to really create that life that not only looks good from the outside but one that feels really freaking fantastic one that gets you jumping out of bed feeling so grateful and so in awe of how incredibly magical life really is and we are surrounded by blessings and miracles and it's so easy to disconnect from those blessings and miracles And now it's time to reconnect so that we are living as our most fulfilled, abundant selves who are really thriving. And today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about body image because I was reading a article the other day and it was all about the power of vulnerability. And we've been chatting a lot about vulnerability on the podcast lately because that really is one of the most magnetic energies to be operating out of because we think that vulnerability and courage are on two separate ends of the spectrum whereas in actual actuality it requires courage to be vulnerable and so the more you allow yourself to be vulnerable the more you are walking in your power and the quicker you're going to see your desires unfold because now you're an energetic match and when we are shying away from our vulnerabilities because it feels comfortable and it's scary to lean into it essentially we are operating from an energy of fear and nothing will stop your manifestation quicker like fear and if we want to now draw in the money the relationships the improved well-being the job that lights you up whatever it is your heart desires if you want to draw it in with more ease it means letting go of the resistance and In this case, it's now walking in your power and letting go of the fear, the fear that's holding you back and essentially causing you to resist that very desire. And in this article, it was talking about the most common vulnerabilities. And I found it so interesting. What they cited was that for women, most women, the number one source of vulnerability is body image, whereas for men, it is their ability to provide and also to express emotion. And it really it really hit home for me because I am somebody who has had my fair share of body image issues. It's something I've really worked on over the last 16 years, 16, 17 years. And long story short, for those of you who don't know my story, I grew up as a morbidly obese kid up until the age of 16. I was morbidly obese weighed my tip the scales at about 90 kilos and right before my 16th birthday 
I decided enough is enough. It was never going to be easier to lose weight than it is right now. And yes, it's going to be very daunting, very scary to lose the amount of weight I had to lose. At the time, it was about 35 kilos, but I just ripped the bandaid off. And funny enough, I so I, I did a, I started off dabbling with a few quick fix diets, such as Atkins, the Special K diet. If you aren't aware what the Special K diet, it was basically eating like two bowls of cereal in, instead of your meals. And then one was like a healthy, clean meal. Anyways, I dabbled in a few diets and particularly with the Atkins diet, I remember losing five kilos in two weeks. I felt unstoppable. <laughs> then I went on a school trip to Brussels in Belgium and ate my body weight in chocolate. <laughs> and then came back and two of those five kilos had already come on. And then I realized, okay, I don't just have a couple of kilos to lose. I have 35 kilos I wanted to lose. And so I joined Weight Watchers and Funny enough, so the first week of Weight Watchers, they basically with Weight Watchers is that instead of looking at meals in terms of calories, each food is allocated a number of points value. And then you're set set a number of points you're allowed to eat in a day. And then you could choose how you want to consume those points. Anyways, they miscalculated the number of points I was allowed to eat in order to lose weight, gave me more than I should be eating. And they also were very clear that you have to eat all your points because if you don't eat all your points, it's going to have an equally negative effect on your fat loss progress. And so I remember the first week I was so motivated. I was so disciplined and I wasn't even that hungry, but I was like, no, I got to finish my points. I was just like looking at sources just to fill up those points. Anyways, I get to my weigh in the week later and I gained a pound and I was so distraught. And the lady realized she made realized her error. And I just stormed out, burst out crying. And I was so defeated because I put in so much effort, man. If I could go back and hug that version of me, that young girl who was so driven yet did not get the re results she wanted despite putting in so much effort. Anyways, call it divine intervention or something within me that was like, you know what, just give it one more week. And then everything started turning around. Started losing the weight consistently and lost over the span. And I started also working out regularly. And then over the span of two, two and a half years, lost two, uh, sorry, I lost 35 kilos. And I've shared this before on the podcast, but I always thought that once I lose the weight, I'd be super confident and super secure in my body and, you know, feel good enough. And yeah, I was wearing nicer clothes. I was looking smaller, looking better in photos, but I still didn't see myself as good enough. I still didn't feel confident. I was still picking apart my body and thinking that, oh, I still have to lose X amount. And it was this constant rat race. And looking back, there was just so much unworthiness. And I wanted to chat about it. And I think it's a lot easier to talk about these issues when you're on the other side of it. And I know at that point, if I had a podcast episode like this or read something along the subject of body image issues and how it's really stems from a place of unworthiness and how it really has a ripple effect on every area of your life, it would have probably saved me a few years of beating myself up. And so if you are going through any body image issues, I really hope this podcast episode serves you. And in me sharing my journey, hopefully it will help you, you know, approach your body and your diet and your exercise in a different light. And so, yeah, like I said, is that lost a bunch of weight and it was just this constant ongoing, gotta lose a bit more. And the thing is, is that it's really nice to receive compliments, but 
looking back, though, that external validation, it's an illusion because yeah, you'll get people praising you. But if you don't feel good about yourself, if you aren't validating yourself, all that external validation means nothing. Because yeah, you'll get that temporary high, that dopamine spike. But then it's again, finding another reason why you're not good enough and just constantly picking yourself up. And I remember like as much as I lost a bunch of weight and yeah, I was proud of myself, but there was so much fear around food. And so while I never had a eating disorder, I had a lot of disordered eating tendencies. I remember at one point I was even scared to eat bananas or God forbid I had bread twice a day and only could eat like a dessert once a week. And you know, all these like rules and regulations that essentially came from a way to, for me to feel control. And as humans, we thrive on a feeling of safety and security, especially in the midst of uncertainty. And so when we don't feel grounded, safe, and or secure in ourselves, it's very hard to let go of control. And this is why so many people struggle with surrendering in the process of manifestation. And as a result, they end up micromanaging and delaying the unfolding of their desire. And in my case, because I didn't feel safe and secure within myself, I was using my diet and workout regime regime as a tool to feel that false sense of security. I remember on there was a period in my life when I was like fasting on Mondays for religious reasons. And fun, crazy enough, I also chose Mondays to be the day I did my long runs. And I remember I would run like 15 kilometers and I would get such a high to think that, oh, I've only eaten, I've done like 15 kilometers and I've only eaten like 500 calories, you know? And then it was just these constant ways to make you feel like you're in control. Whereas in actuality, I was in, I was trapped. I was trapped by food. I was trapped in this regime of working out that if I didn't adhere to it, I was left with so much guilt and so much shame. And there was so much, as much as on a conscious level, I would never probably at that point identify it as a lack of worthiness or self-loathing. That's really what it came down to. And I put this up on Instagram yesterday and as per when I'm recording this. And yesterday was, I, I got back into, so I'm in currently, as I record this, I'm in Bombay and I got back into working out. I called my personal trainer home and I was like, okay, we got a box. We got to lift some weights because I'm ready to like get back in the zone. But before that, I had taken three weeks of working out. Reason being is that I was traveling. I was at my best friend's wedding, then came back, was a bit run down, fluish. And so I was going for a walk daily because for me, my walks are like for me to keep my mental health in the zone. And besides that, I wasn't training. And in the past, if I took off three weeks from working out, I would have been left with so much guilt which would have led to a toxic cycle of inadequacy. And the reason I share this is because a common area of struggle that a lot of people face is inconsistency, inconsistency with their habits. And it's so easy to get focused on the all or nothing mindset. And so whether that's with your diet, working out or a particular hobby, whatever it is, but just being consistent. And it's that inconsistency, which holds you back from actually seeing the outcomes you desire. And as much as we can hide behind the narrative, I'm just someone who's always been inconsistent. Let's go to the root of it. And what really creates inconsistency is that we get stuck in a shame cycle and there's so much self-judgment. And in that state of shame and self-judgment, 
we create resistance and it makes getting back on track so much harder and undesirable. And in, in these moments, you have to remind yourself that the past is irrelevant. You can either let it hold on, you can either hold on to it and stay trapped by it and constantly beat yourself up for what you should or shouldn't have done. And as a result, stay stuck in the past. Or you can now start to realize that every moment is a clean slate. And can you now just accept yourself and treat every moment like a clean slate and instead focus on making a choice today, right here, right now, that's going to help you build momentum in the direction you want to go. That's really what it boils down to. And I did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago on the importance of self-acceptance when it comes to manifestation. And I was chatting to a client of mine earlier today. And last week, one of his homeworks was to was on the premise of forgiveness and more than forgiving people that in his life, it was more a place of self-forgiveness because as humans, we walk around with so much regret, so much shame, so much guilt, so much anger, resentment, what we should have done, shouldn't have done. And I had him write a letter to himself, a forgiveness letter. And this week we were talking about it. And I, so I asked him, how did it go? And he was like, you know, when you told me to do it, I thought it was a bit ridiculous. Like what difference is it going to make? But I wrote it and it was incredibly cathartic. There was so much, I didn't realize how much judgment I was holding towards myself. And after I wrote it, I just felt this wave of self-acceptance. And that's really what it boils down to, because remember that you are an extension of the universe. And so in that state of judging yourself, that's when it becomes so easy to judge your circumstances, that how things should be a certain way and how they're not working out according to your timeline or your expectations. And that really is what creates that internal resistance, which we see mirrored back. But when we get to a place of self-acceptance, it's so much easier to accept the people around us, but more importantly, the circumstances around us. And as a result, stay grounded in who we are. And it's all an inner game. And when I was reflecting back on how different my approach was in terms of not working out for three weeks and how, yeah, I was excited to get back into working out and it felt so freaking good to train with my trainer yesterday. I didn't do it from a place of self-loathing or shame or guilt or being mean to myself because I didn't train for three weeks. Life happens. I that my worthiness is no longer tied to the way I look or the food I eat or how I move my body. Yeah, these are all enhancers. They all make me feel a certain way, which is why I choose to eat the foods I do and move my body regularly. But my worth at this point is unconditional. And when we can make our worth unconditional and feel good enough right here, right now, whether you've lost 10 pounds or gained 10 pounds, whether you're eating a clean diet, or you've binged, that does not take away from your inherent worth and value as a human being. And it's when we try to bargain with ourselves and make our worth conditional, that is why we reflect, we see inconsistency and blockages being reflected back to us because there's inconsistency in terms of how we feel about ourselves. And as I reflect back and, and think like, hey, why, how, not why, how has my behavior towards my diet, my body, my workouts changed so drastically? It's all a reflection of the shift in the relationship I have with myself. And that is why I talk so much on my podcast about the importance of the relationship you're having with yourself. And even with my clients, yeah, they come to me saying, I want to manifest more money, healthier relationships, improve well-being. They give me a whole laundry list of things they want to manifest. When we get, when we start, that what we're really focusing on 
is their relationship with themselves. All that external stuff is just a byproduct. And if you think about it, whether it's your money, your health, your relationships, your career, who is the common denominator here? It's you. And so when you create the shift within yourself, when you improve the relationship you're having with yourself, you will naturally improve every relationship in your life and everything else, the external stuff will just come to you with more ease because it's all just reflection of the alignment within yourself. And even yesterday when I was getting back into training with my trainer, it was not coming from a place of hatred or judgment, but more from a place of self-compassion that, you know what? it feels really good to move more intensely. I'm ready to start getting back into high intense workouts. And that's why I called him. And I really encourage you to ask yourself right now is that what am I making my diet? What am I making my workouts? What am I making my body mean about me? And so often our sense of worth and the way we feel ourselves is linked to our body image. And we forget that as much as your diet might seem separate to your finances, to the partner you're drawing in or the friends that you are surrounded by, energy is energy. It is all interlinked. And so even though you might be walking, you might be feeling fear around food or guilt around your workouts, that guilt, that fear will transcend into every other area of your life. And that is what will essentially block you from receiving what you want. But on the flip side, when you can dissolve that fear, so really work through the reasons why you tie your worthiness to the way you look, the number on the scales, or the guilt that you feel from maybe eating more than you hoped. When you can dissolve that, you've dissolved the resistance. And as a result, the resistance that stands between you and your desire will also naturally dissolve. And in the past week, I've been having quite a few conversations with my clients, and this seems to be a common link, which I wanted to talk about on the podcast as well, because it really ties in with what we're discussing today, is that as much as we all want to have more time in our day, as much as we, as much as money seems like the be all end all, there's nothing more satisfying and more, and leaves you feeling wealthier than having more time in your day. I think that is one of the ultimate sources of, of abundance. Because you can waste money, but waste there's nothing quite like wasted time. And a common thing that's been coming up is this need, this inbuilt need to always be busy. So as much as you want to have more time or you're exhausted or you want to rest, but it's when I do take time out or I allow myself to nap in the middle of the day or just relax, there's so much guilt. There's so much self-judgment. There's so much shame. And it's because so much of our worth and value and level of worthiness is linked to our levels of productivity. And so there's that internal narrative that if I'm not being productive, then I'm not doing enough. I'm not being enough. And so that's why no matter how much we want that free time, when it's there, we find a way to busy up or we don't even allow ourselves to enjoy it because there's this voice that's saying, okay, you should be doing something. You can't just be taking a nap in the middle of the day. I remember that was my story for a very long time is that I have my own business. And so it's not like every day it's, I don't, I don't work a consistent schedule. Like some days I have meetings all day long, whereas other days I might not have that many calls and my workload might not be that much, or I can push it off the next day, but yet I'd still find something to do as opposed to just like, you know what? I have a few extra hours in my day. I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to read a book. I'm going to watch an episode of Friends. I'm going to go meet a friend. I'm going to go shopping, whatever it is. 
And when I would do it, when I would take a random Wednesday off or a Monday, God forbid, take Monday off, I'd feel so much guilt. And that's where the work had to be done. Not me trying to work from the outside in, but it's, can I make the shift internally and feel okay, no matter what, that even though I'm taking a day off on a Wednesday, it doesn't take away from my worth as a human being. And it's funny because the more I give myself permission to lean in to this spaciousness and rest and not needing to be busy all of the time and wear busyness like a badge of honor, the more I allow for more white space in my calendar, the more abundant I become, whether it's in terms of my emotional fulfillment or the balance in my bank account and the quality of my relationships, the, my level of well-being, and so much more. Because really, it's in these periods of silence and spaciousness whereby we are most receptive. It's in these periods of silence and spaciousness whereby we no longer need to prove our sense of worthiness and know that I deserve to rest. As much as it's important to put in effort and take action while manifesting, it has to be balanced out with equal amounts of rest. And when you can strike that balance, that internal alignment will be the very thing that will make you so freaking magnetic. Because in that quest to prove our worth, we, on the flip side, we repel the very guidance and solution and or desired outcome. Because think about it, if you're on the go 24-7 and not actually slowing down, your intuition is always talking to you. But because you're always go, 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 there's no there's no space for you to actually lean in and trust. You cannot hear the messages or guidance that is coming towards you. And coming back, the root is, okay, well, what will allow me to slow down? What will allow me to just be without feeling I need to be busy? It's remembering my worth as opposed to feeling like I need to prove it. And so this is something which has been in my heart for a very long time to talk about. I actually made a few notes, like I think it was back in the summer to do an episode on food freedom because I had had a conversation with my, a client of mine and then long, sorry, in complete transparency, even though I made a few notes back in the summer, I don't think I was ready to be so open and honest and vulnerable and transparent about it. But I feel like this is something which I know so many women can identify with that need to prove your worth and the 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 downfall of poor body image. And here's the thing is that even when it comes to your relationship with your diet, your workouts, food, or even your schedule, when you can now, like I said, not use it as a way to prove your worth, not use it as a form of validation, that is how you, you liberate yourself. That is how you create a sense of freedom. And it's in that state of liberating energy is when you create, when you liberate energy that can help you create the outcome that you desire. And if you think about it, whatever it is you're manifesting, whether it's the money, the relationships, the friendships, the exciting experiences, one emotion, one energy you expect to feel when it happens is a total sense of elation and freedom. And as any intentional manifester knows that I have to become the energy of my desire in order for my desire to manifest. And so this is one of the easiest ways to walk in the energy of freedom is freeing yourself from being a slave to external validation, from needing something outside of you to feel good enough and worthy, but instead 
coming back, going inwards and remembering your worth and value as a human. And so if this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. I hang out the most on Instagram. My handle is at kushboo.kway. And in the meanwhile, I'm sending you love and all the abundant vibes. Have an incredible day ahead. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fulfilled podcast. If you have an extra minute, I'd so appreciate if you could head over to iTunes and leave this podcast a five-star review. In doing so, it helps other people receive this message so they can also go to the next level in their wellness journey. I'd love to connect with you. So please let me know what your biggest takeaways are in this episode and tag me on Instagram at kushku.kway in your social media post or DM me to help me serve you better and create more content that you can resonate with. I'll see you next week, but in the meanwhile, I'm sending you so much love and goodbye.